Hello and welcome to Stay Paid. My name is Sefton Eisenhart and with me as always is the VP of Marketing here at Reminder Media, Joshua Stike, and the president of Reminder Media, Luke Akery. What's up? And last week we were talking to you about follow-up, but it was a more general approach to follow-up. We talked about the different methods and this week we want to get into specific follow-up calls for internet leads and actually do a little bit of role-playing so you could get an idea of what that's going to sound like, the questions you need to ask, and the o- objections you need to overcome. Yes. So, you know, when you get that lead, it's critical. We talked about last time that you actually reach out to them within five minutes. So technically, that's going to leave you a couple options, texting, phone call, email. In today's podcast, I thought it would be neat. You know, how do we go about breaking down for you guys, you know, a follow up call to a lead and what you should do? So we thought it would be cool to try to just role play out a potential scenario that you might have happen to you. And we're going to choose real estate because majority of our listeners right now are real estate agents. But this really can apply. These principles that we're going to break down for you can apply to any of your businesses. Because what I want to do is just kind of role play through what might happen with a lead that you get from, let's say, like a Zillow. And when you call them up and you want to reach them in five minutes, what might happen? And then, excuse me, but go back and break down you know, hey, what happened there in the intro? What happened there in the discovery phase? And break down for you guys some kind of key points that you could take away and apply. So we're going to try this. We're going to try to role play this. And I'm going to have Josh Stike be guinea pig. the guinea pig, be the potential client that requested Sefton some called me a thespian earlier. A thespian. Oh, so give a definition of what that is, Sefton. Uh, it's a audience, stage actor. Stage actor. <laughs> So you need to project, you know. And if all of you in the audience right now had no idea what that is, you're in my boat. Because I was like, a thespian, what the I was thinking that, that too. I was like, I hope I didn't, like, a thespian is just like a, it's an actor. Yeah, it's an no actor. No biggie. Okay, yeah, no biggie. I felt like uh, that, there it's was like something a con- lost con- in translation there. <laughs> controversial statement or something like that. All right, so this is a lead that I, let's pretend I get off of Zillow and I'm calling Josh and from there, I'm just going to walk through and see what I can figure out and see how far I can go. So ding-a-ling-a-ling, ring-ring-ring. Hello? Hey, Josh, this is Luke Acre. I'm actually calling from Reminder Real Estate, man. And the reason why I'm calling is I just got your request for information. So I see that you were on Zillow and you're requesting some information on 1100 First Avenue. It's a great property, by the way, so I have to give you credit. So you have a great eye because Thank we have you. a ton of inquiries about that. But I wanted to reach out to you just really briefly and answer any questions that you might have on the property and see if I could get you an appointment to go out there and actually see the physical property. But let me ask you this. Are you just, I mean, are you interested in actually going and seeing the physical piece or are you actually just interested in getting some questions answered? No, I was just really kind of curious about it. So Okay. Totally understand. So actually that's where my wife and I were when we first bought our home is just in the curious phase. It's, you know, most of my clients start out in that curious phase. So if you don't mind me asking, what's your time frame that you're looking at to buy? Like, where are you at kind of on the buyer's journey of purchasing a home? What's your um, that Really a hard time frame. We're just looking to kind of upgrade and trying to see what's out there. Okay, upgrade, see what's out there. And I noticed, obviously, you're looking at 1100 First Avenue. So that's a great home. It's $250,000. It's three bedrooms, two baths. Is that kind of the price range you're looking at to do kind of the 200000 and that type of criteria from bedrooms and bathrooms? Or is there anything specifically you were cur- curious with or interested in about that home? Uh, looking to stay under 300. I work in King of Prussia, so that's kind of why we were kind okay. of browsing so that So looking area. to stay yeah. under, 300. under 300. So perfect. Yeah. So, well, like I said, you have a great eye because we literally are getting requests off the hook. 
for this home. And so let me do this. Let me just give you kind of 30 seconds of who I am and who Reminder Real Estate is, just because I know you guys don't know me. But we've sure. been selling real estate for years in this area. So I've grown up in this area. I know this market. This is really my passion is real estate. Um, but really, we take a different approach with our clients than most real estate companies. Most real estate companies are going to help you with like contracts and they're going to help you find the home. And that's all good. But the reason why I got into real estate is because when I was purchasing my first home, I felt a little pressured and I felt I didn't have the amount of time I wanted to actually make a decision and find the property I wanted. And so our value proposition to you, Josh, would be that we want to be your advisors. We want to be your concierge service for you. And we don't want to give you any pressure. I know even right now, me calling you, you requested information. You're probably feeling like, oh, great. I got now a real estate guy on the phone. And you're probably feeling a little pressured that now all of a sudden you're going to have to start looking. I don't want you to feel that at all. Really what I want to do is really walk you through what my expertise are. We've been doing this for years. We know mortgage rates. We know what's happening on the market. I want to share that with you. And whether 1100 First Avenue is the lucky charm and we go out and see it and you love it and we buy it or it takes 100 homes, I want you to know that what we do here is we'll be with you every step of the way, even if it takes 100 homes. So let's do this. Let's actually put you on the books for maybe like Saturday morning. I don't know if you're more of an afternoon person. We could do the afternoon if you want it. But this way, we can go out there. You can actually see the physical property. And even if you don't like it, we can really see the kind of like an educational process. You're in the curious phase like my wife and I were. So we can see it kind of just educating you of what's out there, giving you a feel for what you get for $250,000 because we're working with tons of buyers all the time. So you can kind of understand what's happening on the market. But what works better for you? Are you more of a morning person on Saturday or are you more afternoon? <laughs> I'm not really, I mean, I'm not really looking to go this Saturday. We're, I was just kind of looking. Okay. I got to talk to my wife, and we kind of got to figure things out. Okay, well, no worries there. The reason why I was suggesting those two times is really just because I know this property is going to move pretty fast. And like I told you earlier, you kind of have a good eye because this is a good price and a good deal. Um, so, well, let me do this then. Let's actually, uh, what I want to do is, this has sparked your intrigue. You're in the curious phase, right? And so I want to get a better understanding of what you and your wife are really looking for. So I know kind of you're looking in that under $300,000 range. You're looking to stay in the King of Prussia area. Let's actually get together and meet and that way I can get a list. And I don't want you to obviously feel any pressure because this is more about understanding what your needs are and what your wants are. And this is what I do for all of my clients. All of my clients will come in, meet with me. I'll get a good understanding of exactly what you're looking for. That way, because I have systems here and a team here where I get to see listings and houses come onto the market before you can see them. So before you can find them on Zillow, I actually get to see them. And what I can do is put a list together of these properties and send them to you through email so you can get these properties before you even see them on Zillow. And that way we can kind of learn as we go of what you're interested in, what you like and what you dislike. And that way, even if you buy in like, let's say six months or even a year, when you're ready and when you and your wife are ready to actually get out there and start visiting houses, we'll know exactly what you really want and we'll be able to make it quicker and smoother for you. So does Saturday work for you to just get together for 10 minutes so I can understand kind of where your priorities are and what you and your wife really want out of a property? Yeah, I, I think Saturday would work. Okay, Saturday would work. Perfect. So how does 10 o'clock on Saturday sound? Uh, that sounds good. Awesome. So let me just ask you this before I let you go, um, Josh, is that I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Are you working with another agent? No, like I said, we literally 
I'm just kind of browsing. Right okay, now. just browsing. So yeah. what I'll do is I'll send you, and I know I've covered information with you. I'll send you kind of a recap of the information we covered, and I'll send you a background on me so you can get to know me a little bit more because I want the opportunity to be your agent because you're not working with an agent. I want to earn that right, so I want to show you what I've done and what I can do for you and ultimately just kind of be there as an advisor for you to help you make the best decision when you go to purchase a home. So really appreciate your time, Josh, and I will be in touch through email, and I look forward to seeing you at 10, man. Any other questions for me before I let you go? That's how it's done, folks. Awesome. I love it. All right. So we'll go back through Speedy, Speedy Gonzalez here. Speedy. So the key is, and I don't know, let's kind of break down starting from the beginning, right? Is I thought I was pretty convincing. You, you were I, pretty yes. convincing. You yes. did a great job of being like, hey, man, like, I appreciate <laughs> hey, the call. I appreciate but your like, sales pitch. I was hoping for an email. Your tone of voice, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. What you got to understand, one of the things that's the hardest about sales, right, is that no matter what you do, you're always going to perceived, you're always going to be perceived poorly. <laughs> you're calling someone to a request of information that they did without a human being. And now they have to have human-to-human interaction. And do you think he wants to have that human-to-human interaction? No, he doesn't technically want to, but he's <laughs> curious enough to at least go through the pain. So don't make this mistake. Here would be like a number one tip I would give to you. Whatever his tone is, whatever his inflection is on the other end, people would teach you to mirror. I don't believe in that. And mm. here's why. Because if I mirror his tone, that means I mirror his disinterest. Mm-hmm. I mirror his wow. lack of satisfaction. That's a good point. I want to bring you to my level. Yeah. I want you to feel that, yeah, this guy's salesy. Yeah, this, I mean, I don't want you to make think I'm salesy, but you're going to. Yeah, this guy's well, you already excited. Have that, yeah, you have that perception You're going to fight that so no matter what. Own it, what. embrace it. Own right? it, embrace it, go 100% yeah. into it. That's going to bring Josh to my level. But yeah. here's the key to the intro, right, that you want to think about when you are you know, talking and you're calling that lead, you want to first think about the logic Mm. because how do you get a conversation going with somebody? It's based upon something that's very logical. You're not going to just come out of the blue and talk to somebody and it just be so random that it doesn't make sense. It has to resonate and be logical. So what's the logic here? The logic is Josh requested information. That's the fact. That's the fact. So I'm reaching out. Tip I'll give you in today's day and age, don't avoid the answer to his question, right? Okay. So in that form, when you get that form request, you know what he's kind of searching for, whether it's property information, maybe it's for us, it's a sample request. Don't avoid that. Embrace that, answer that right away. Answer his question, because if you don't, you're just a salesperson, you're not giving him what he wants, and he doesn't want to listen to you, and he's tuning you out. So immediately go in, and you'll notice what I did was go, hey, I got your request on 1100 First Avenue, and then I said, you have a great eye, by the way, because we have a lot of people interested in it. I did feel flattered. Even though I did none of this, I still felt like, wow, Luke. There you go. said I had a good eye. So I'm going to – and I'll talk about just why I did that. But I said that, and then I came back and said, so what I wanted to do was get you on the phone real briefly and just ask you – answer any questions you might have. But let me ask you this. Were you looking to actually go out and see the physical property, or did you just want some questions answered? Key yeah. things I did here. What I did was I said, I said, here's the answer exactly to what you're looking for, right? But I ended on a question. Mm-hmm. End your intros on a question. When you end on a statement, what happens is they have control. Dead air. Yes, dead air. They're not sure where to go. End on a question. So I said, you know, hey, were you interested in going to see the physical piece, right? The physical property. 
or were you just looking for answers well, on your questions? I mean, you gave me uh, two options. You didn't give me a yes or no question. There you go. And that lets yep. you obviously, um, it, it kind of gave me an out, Correct. which lets you continue the conversation. Correct. So I'm keeping control of this whole you know, process, but even though it sounds like I'm actually asking him for information. But now I know he can't say no, and then the conversation's dead. He has mm -hmm. to say one or the other. I yeah. either want to go see it or no, I just want more information. I also, let's go back in the intro. The key is logic and leverage, right? So I didn't have any leverage. Leverage would be if I was calling B2B and there was a competitor that I could reference that I'm working with, or maybe I know his friend. So for us, if we work with a realtor in the office and I'm calling one of the other realtors, I can let reference that. I can right. use that leverage. We don't really have any leverage here. What we do have is the chance to create urgency and pain. And so what did I do? I created a little bit of urgency with flattery. You have a great eye because we have a lot of people looking at this property. Now, I don't know Josh's qualifications lead-wise, but what if he was a super hot lead, right? Mm -hmm. What if he was super interested in seeing this property and actually wanted to buy it? Now, what have I done? I've made it so when I go for that appointment, I'm encouraging him on the back end to actually go, oh, man, there's a lot of people looking at this. I should probably get in. So I'm just planting right. that seed so maybe I can water it throughout. Uh, but that just kind of gives you, you want to have logic and leverage in your intro. And then you want to somehow focus either on a pain or create some type of urgency in the pain. What, I'm, what is the pain I'm creating? Don't miss out. Mm -hmm. Don't miss out. Don't miss out. FOMO. Right? FOMO, yes. <laughs> yeah, the, <clears throat> the other thing that I hear a lot of salespeople doing when I get calls and something I noticed that you skipped is you didn't ask me how I was doing. Exactly. Because it's not important. <laughs> Well, the truth is, it's not sincere. It's not sincere. When right. you ask somebody, hey, how are you doing? Do you think they actually think you care? <laughs> they don't know you. They don't have any idea who you are and why you're calling. You don't care. So psychologically. Well, it also gives them control of the conversation. How are you doing? I'm doing horrible yep. today. Exactly. Right? Yeah. How do you, where do you oh, go? I'm very, very, so tone. busy. So busy. <laughs> So what I also tell my people, if you're doing, you know, saying how you're doing, like, how am I doing? What I would tell you is don't panic. Don't try to immediately change and stop how, saying how you're doing, because that's your natural form of conversation. Mm -hmm. Get comfortable to where you're confident enough in yourself and in your pitch where you get away from having to say how you're doing. But it's better to say how you're doing, believe it or not, in the beginning, if you're so you have lack of confidence, you're terrified okay. to make the call, if that's your natural conversation, because something that's better than a technique of removing how you're doing is being natural. And feeling, so, feeling confident, correct. feeling like you have So if ability. it takes you to say, how are you doing, right. to have that confidence, don't be ashamed, embrace try it. Try break that as soon as possible. Until you get right. your confidence up to where you realize, I don't have to say, how are you doing? So always end with a question on your intro. Then when you get to the end of your intro, you've basically gone, here is why I'm calling you the logic. Here's some pain, some urgency, and here's my question for you. That leads you right into the discovery phase. The discovery phase is essential. And I'm not sure if this is a good analogy or not, and, and because I wrote it down and I actually maybe feel kind of bad about it reading it back, but this is what I've always said to my salespeople. You start the conversation with an empty gun. You have a gun and you have no bullets. What you're doing in the discovery phase and throughout the whole rest of the script is you're loading in the bullets. You're finding out what makes this person tick. 
You're finding out what pain you can twist and you can you can use and, and use to guide them in the journey. And so what you want to do in this discovery phase is try to figure out what's essential to qualifying this lead so you can understand if this lead is closable, if it's drippable. Is that a word? Drippable? Drippable. Yeah, if it's <clears throat> drippable, hashtag drippable. Now, hashtag if it's drippable. closable, it's, it's a word drippable. Now. Or if it's dead. If you spell it with, uh, you take some vowels out, it'll yeah. be the hottest new social media tool. So. Yeah, really. Uh, but, but I mean, I think that you could also, hey, if you don't like guns, right, you're starting with an empty yep. toolbox, right? Correct. you got to start loading exactly. your tools up to get that the is, job done. That's way more PC. Yeah, that's way more PC. <laughs> so you guys can tell, obviously, I'm not PC. But the point in your discovery phase is you want to stay in agreement. So when you ask that question, he responded with what? Nah, I'm not really sure. I'm just kind of curious. So yeah, I want to stay non-committal. Yes, right. I want to stay in agreement with that. I don't want to make him feel bad about that. I want to constantly stay in agreement. Hey, look, no worries. I totally understand that. And then what did I do? I tried to build camaraderie. So you want to build camaraderie and say, "Hey, I acknowledge you. I totally understand what you're going through. In fact, this is how I felt. Now, or in fact, this is how my clients what felt. What would you have done if I had said, I have absolutely no interest in looking at a home. I'm not interested in working with a realtor. We are not doing anything right now. So that's awesome. It's a great question because what I would do at that point is because they're so, boom, I don't want to talk to you. I would make some type of joke and some type of where I would go, hey, look, oh my goodness, well, look, that's why I pay Zillow is to get me all the leads that are just not interested. Hey, well, Josh, let me ask you this, man. I'm sorry to bother you if you're not interested. Obviously, you filled out some information. You're right. curious. You know, a lot of people fill it out just because they want to see what million-dollar homes are worth and stuff like that, so mm -hmm. I totally get it. You know, do you have a realtor right now that you work with? Obviously, you're not looking to move right now, but maybe in five years you're looking to move. My dedication to my clients is relentless and endless, and the service that I can bring to the table is awesome and great and i want you to be able to experience i just want the opportunity to be your realtor if that chance exists do you have that or not do you have a realtor right now josh i don't know see you notice how i end with a question <clears throat> yeah in with a question completely away from the objection correct yeah. so i'm basically no longer about the house it's, it's a, about the service the yep. profession yeah. i, I want to find out is if he does if he has a realtor if he you know if he does awesome great for him well it you makes know. me think do i have the resources i need when i'm ready to make that step and I answer with confidence, so you go, this guy's a baller, and I potentially, if I'm not happy with my uh, realtor, I would want to use him. Yeah, and the like, worst case scenario confidence. is you put him on a drip and you achieve that top of mind awareness, Correct. so five years down the line, yep. he's going to remember and you. And remember, this is all about follow-up. Yeah. The key to real estate, location, 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 right, as the olden days they would say, the key to follow-up is just persistence, 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 just follow up, or the key for leads, follow up, follow up, follow up, however you want to state it. But it's literally just, you're not going to close everybody on your first call. That's the purpose of the discovery phase. The discovery phase is who are these people and what do I need to know in my business to, to understand how to nurture them? Yeah. So in real estate, I need to know their time frame. So I've heard before, you know, zero to 30 days is a super hot lead. 90 days or less is about your B-plus lead. Okay. Anything from 90 days to about six months is really kind of like your B, B-minus lead. Then you get into the Cs when you get over six months. I've been in like, oh, Next summer, we Correct. might think about it. And that's where you would put them on drip not list. quite yeah. your geographic farm dripping, where you're dripping on them maybe 12 times a year, but you would put them on them maybe a little bit more than that, where you stay in touch with them. But you don't want to waste a ton of time with those people. But you're still qualifying to the point where now you know you can add them to your recent listings that fit their 
their criteria Correct. so that they're seeing these homes come yep. through. And that also is going to help build some natural urgency with a home buyer. Yep. If they see homes coming on the market and off the market very quickly, they're thinking, oh, man, by next summer, we have to make this decision. Yep. We need to get in on that. Luke's been sending me these emails. Great thing my realtor did to me. Went into an open house. What he did is he just assumed that he was my realtor. It's beautiful. And he started sending me properties just like the open house. Right, he just right. assumed and said, hey, Luke and Megan, it was great to meet you, blah, 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 blah. And then just started sending me properties. Hey, I know if you're not interested in this, I thought you guys would actually like this because he had a now, good Now, did you give him reference. your email address at the open house? I was did. it a sign-in sheet? Yep, sign-in okay. sheet. It was gave a sign-in sheet. Yep, gave him my email address. And he just assumed... I went to probably eight open houses that day. He was the only realtor that actually followed up. So, guys, wow. follow up. Follow up to your leads at open houses. It's a shame if you don't. That's so, all. That's number one. It's so simple it's, to set yourself apart from your it's competition. Ridiculous. Now, let me ask another. This yep. might be an obvious question. Um, during this discovery phase, what if I were to have said, absolutely, I'm ready. Let's go look at this thing. So, at that point, you can avoid all the wasted time. I would immediately at that point go, awesome. So what works better for you? I can get you in Saturday morning so or Saturday afternoon. Setting. Go straight to the appointment setting. Because remember, it's all about staying in agreement, and it's all about providing what that person wants. Mm-hmm. If you try to go in and say, at that point, if I would have gone, awesome, Josh, well, let me give you a background on me. He doesn't care about no. my background. He wants to see the property. And so I immediately want to shift and go, Perfect. Let me give you. Uh, let me get you into the property. I can get you Saturday Don't morning talk or Saturday afternoon. Right. Boom. Get the appointment and then say. Josh, let me ask you this. Are you? I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Are you working with an agent or okay. not? It's critical when you're in real estate that you do that because there are also laws about stealing okay. leads from other realtors. But um, when you do that, that gives you a chance to go the most important question. Tell people your intentions. Mm-hmm. My intention is to be your real estate agent and help you buy a home. Right. That is my intention, Josh. And that's what it's I want to do. It's not to show you 1100 first Avenue. Correct. Right. My intention is I want to be your, and I want to state that to you. Don't run away from it. Don't try to shy. Don't try to manipulate it. Literally state to them. If you're on a sales call and you're calling and you're selling a product, my intention is at the end of this call that you would actually sign up for our trial and that you would try this with us today because people who try this with us 86% of the time carry through for more than 18 months. I want to state to you very specifically, this is my intent, and now I'm going to sell you on why. Because what you're doing is you're showing so much confidence there and you're showing that you're not a salesman. I'm not a salesman. This is just exactly what I'm trying to do. So you want to get back and you want to say, hey, look, how do I qualify this lead for a real estate agent? Time frame, price range, product needs. So location, right? Features. Do they need two bathrooms? Do they need a renovated kitchen? What is it? Find out something about them and use the method of trying to build camaraderie through that. Referencing another client you've worked with, referencing your own experience. Okay. People connect way more with stories than they do with just facts. So I don't want to go, you know, hey, you're, you know, want two bedrooms, two baths. I've sold 10 homes, two bedrooms, two baths. Right. That doesn't mean anything. Right. And and so I want to connect it with a story about what's happening in the market. Hey, that's awesome. Or I that, know someone, I just got done talking to someone else in your situation. They weren't sure if they were ready correct. to start looking, kind of paint that picture for, yep. hey, I have experience. I know what you're going through, yep. right? So immediately after the discovery phase, what I did was said, now I have my toolbox loaded. See, I got PC there. I have my <laughs> toolbox loaded. And now I can immediately transition and say, 
here's what I can bring to the table for you. So in this business within real estate, it's not really about the product and the features, right, and the benefits that the product has. It's more about who you are and what you bring to the table. And notice how I wanted to reference and bring out the objection, which is you don't know me. Right. And I want to I want to acknowledge that. I want to acknowledge that you don't know me. Mm-hmm. I want to acknowledge that, hey, I want to tell you who I am, and then I want to give my unique value proposition. And I want to somehow in there, but not bash my competition, but I want to separate myself from my competition. And so in that value proposition, I said what separates us from other people is, i.e., this. And then what did I do? I made it personal because I told a story about myself and my own life and said, my value proposition is this, and it separates me from everybody else. And the reason why I chose to do that is because in my experience, I felt pressured. And I don't want anybody else to go through that, right? And so now I made it meaningful, believable, and it allowed me to immediately go, I gave my value proposition, and now I can move to the close. And notice how Josh said he wasn't interested in seeing the property, but what did I do? I just assumed, yeah, I just assumed he was going to see it. After I gave my value proposition, I immediately just said, hey, I'm going to go back and say, I know you told me no, and I know people listening to this are going, wait, you're not listening to your client. No, no, no. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to press him because ultimately I know he does want to see properties. So I want to test that and I want to hook that and say, hey, I'm going to set you up for Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. Which one's better well, for I you? Well, I also felt like you took me away from making a commitment to go look at a home, which is going to put me in a decision point where I'm going to have to decide if I want that home or not, to just can we get together for 10 minutes and kind of find out more about what you're looking for Correct. and when you may be wanting to make that decision so that I can stay in touch. And you did throw in the ability to continuously send me new homes right. and new things that are coming on the property if we had that meeting. So there was that kind of carrot that it was I the felt logic. was being yep. hung out there. right? So you go back. I say, <clears throat> can I get you to actually see the home? No, I'm just curious. I go swing back around and say, what's my next step? My next step and my next close is, can I just meet with you? Because my well, you, ultimate And you've goal, qualified me as a lead at that correct. point. You've, you've moved me into another position for your leads. You know where to spend your time and energy on That's me a perfect, at this point. Yeah, perfect yeah. point. Is literally, you're going through the steps of qualification. From there, I always tell my salespeople, people get convinced on logic, they buy on emotion. Mm-hmm. Memorize that, ingrain that. Convinced on logic, buy on emotion. So when you're overcoming objections, overcome and convince with logic. Close on emotion. So what I did was saying, hey, I want to be there for you. I want to help you. I want to give you my advice, emotional stuff, feel good stuff. But logically, this is why it would make sense to do that because I have access to systems and teams that you don't. Now, I would imagine even if I said no to the meeting, the third layer then is, well, can I keep you on my list? Correct. Right? I've already given you my email address. I've kind of opened the door to that permission marketing. Now you're finding out, well, how is this person going to respond to being on, to, on my email Correct, because well? ultimately, what, what is the answer to the question you want in this scenario? It's, do you have a realtor? And if you don't, can I be that realtor? Right. And, and if I can, then I want to keep in touch with you. Mm-hmm. And I want to keep in touch with you in the way you want to be kept in touch with, with the items of value you want to be kept in touch with. So... I know we're pretty much running out of time. Hopefully get that gave you guys some meat right there of just taking a lead, following up. There's no perfect script, but these principles are true in every industry, and this is what you should apply to your follow-up pitch. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, the fortune is in the follow-up, and always remember that over 70% of prospects work with the first realtor who contacts them. So basically, all you have to do is be the one person that actually follows up. Now, if you like this content, please, especially if you're listening on iTunes, give us a five-star review and a positive comment. 
Until then, my name is Sefton Eisenhart. I was told I am now saying I'm Joshua Stike. <laughs> and I'm Luke Akery. And I'm going to close with this. Take action on calling one of your leads this week within five minutes and doing this process. That's your action item for the week is call one of your leads, commit to calling it within five minutes. So when you get it off the web, literally just stop what you're doing, call that lead within five minutes and use this process. And let's hear the results you get. Go to staypaidpodcast.com. Obviously comment guys on that page and let us know the success. If you you're try having. this out, guys, go on hashtag stay paid podcast. Let us know yes. that you're trying this stuff out. Let us know how it's working for you because this is all about you. We want to make you more successful. We want to make sure that we're giving the right content. To Correct. You. So feedback's key. We can learn from it and then apply that and give that to our audience. So take action on that today. The difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers. Take, take action. action. Love it.